0: Okay, I guess we can get started. Good evening, and welcome to the January 17th meeting of the w- Wastewater and Water Commission. I'll call the meeting to order. Oh, I get a bang with the <laughs> uh, Please be advised that FATV is conducting an audio and visio recording of this meeting for public pro- broadcast. I ask that anyone else in the audience who is recording this meeting to please identify themselves to the record now. By standing, stating your name and city of residence, and we don't have any guests. Uh, At this time, I ask that all electronic devices be placed in silent mode. Uh, And I believe we're supposed to do a roll call, so I'll do a roll call. Nick Erickson? Present. George Cena? Here. Colby O'Brien? Here. Uh Mike McLaughlin? Here. John and, do I put, are they on this roll call also? John DeLine and. uh, Um, They're just the members. Yeah, it's just the members. Oh, just members, okay. And. Let's see. There's no one to speak here. Oh, and I'm Rick Haley, president. <laughs> uh, so we don't have any public forum, and we'll call the meeting to order. And John, you're up. Water division.
1: Sure. Um, we haven't met for a little while, um, so a few things to update you on, and um, also alone to, to talk about. But the the first thing on the list is the skater upgrade project. Um, We've hit a glitch with it Um, we've ordered all we ordered all the new equipment and we paid for you know we got the Cadillac of you know the processes and things like that and come to find out the company that supplies them had a group of them within certain manufacture dates that there's issues with and we've had to send them back Um, we have some of them but we've had to send back um, them to be remanufactured so kind of noticed there were some issues with things not running when we tried to start up a with things not running correctly and just some uh, glitches with those type of things and come to find out once we contact the manufacturer our processors are all within the uh, date range of the ones with issues so so we've been kind of working through that we've got some other ones that we've um, the company supplied the the uh, contractor supplied um, some backup ones. Um, we haven't started the plant yet. We will tomorrow the Fula plant, um, but the regional plant will have to start We're not going to do anything more up there until we get them all back from Alan Bradley um, So that we can uh, just make sure everything's done properly at that point so it's been a bit of a headache because we were trying to trace down the problems what was going on with some of the uh, You know the controls and stuff for the chemical feeds and things like that as we we're trying to get through Fula fool and come to find out um, that was it it's like 17 altogether um, I think there's like three or four spares um, but they all have to go back they're all within the date range um, unfortunately so the project get de- delay a little bit more so um, not sure if there's any recourse we've been talking to the contractors about it and they are consultants so we'll see see where that goes with that so so that's where we're at with that so um, we think we got we kind of like
2: thank you did you say PLCs? Yeah, yeah, some of that stuff. Yeah. Is um, are we incurring any additional costs because of the no change out or is the
1: no it's the just dollar d-
2: covering it under warranty? Yeah,
1: it's just a delay finishing the project. We're gonna sign some um, extensions, but they're no cost extensions. Okay. So yeah, it's just kind of like
2: so to finish convenience, full- but not a an added cost. No,
1: no. So, Thanks. but it's still an impact cuz we want to get the project done. So, and you know, uh we still we're hoping they had to ask the manufacturer to us to send them back in like groups of 3 or 5. Well, that doesn't isn't going to cut it. We need like 13 back, you know. So we just sent out we the uh the contractor sent the bunch back all at once And just when they come back that way we'll have all those set for the regional plant to start and then we'll, you know, just send the rest back, but um but yeah, it's uh a little disappointing because we were we really were on a roll and a lot of stuff was done and then we started hitting this these roadblocks in November with these glitches and that's about the time that you know the manufacturer came out that you know within these day range and once we test checked everything there every one that we have is in within that date range so we were delayed you know because of chip shortages and things like that and then we finally get finally get what we need and it you know had issues so um, so that's where we are at with that. we how, The good thing is we got all the stations done. Um, everything was done on those stations that didn't affect everything that. So we got off all the Verizon copper lines, which was a huge headache as far as reliability. They're all through cellular um, modems now. Um, you know alarms, heat, everything that. Um, we also had a private alarm company that was monitored those as part of the, that system. That's all gone. Everything is through the SCADA system. So all the stations are done. Um, LaCava pump station that has all new VFDs and things like that in there Um, so we're real happy that all that's done so the last piece will be you know swapping out the cards in Falula, and then we're getting um, everything set at regional so and a lot of the work that they did at Falula with programming and like state reports you have to understand that every little drop of water that goes through that plant is monitored by that system and then it's you know put into reports that we send to the state I mean there's no Falsifying or anything like that. Just they want every drop monitored. The chlorine residual, um, the turbidity, everything is got to go through there and monitored by the system. And we also do lab tests just to corroborate what we're getting on the instruments. So, um, but all that work is done with the reporting and things like that. And um, we're glad to get off the Verizon copper lines because they, first off, they didn't want us on them, but secondly, they were completely unreliable as far as rain. <laughs> um, so hopefully the the cellular ones end up being more reliable so um so that's a plus but like i said there's going to be a a gap here we'll be able to work out any remaining glitches we have you know that show up as they run the plant and then hopefully the regional will go real smooth with you know with everything that's been done to date so we're anticipating something like march or april so to finish that all right any other questions on that or the uh, i've talked about it a few times before the regional water plant the nifty's permit we also have one for Fallula, but it's an only an emergency plant uh discharge um for that plant because all the backwash does go to to mark's wastewater treatment plant thank you but at regional it gets discharged to the environment um through a stream and then down to, to wyman's pond so we have to meet new aluminum discharge standards and we use um, packed poly aluminum chloride for you know part of the treatment process so um these we have to um they sent the permit to us and it was effective january 1st of this year we have two years to meet the the stricter discharge limits so um we're looking at asking for some more time another six months to a year but we'll see what happens we have to uh do quite a bit of work to get to that point you know we're looking at alternative treatment you know changing some things at the regional plant to get away from using PAC, and so there's no aluminum in the discharge but it's easier said than done because each you know source water is a bit different you know lemons is a little bit different than ours and you know so um, but that's what we're looking at right now but like I said we do have our marching orders from them I mean this has been going on for years and I really wish they you know it has been going on for five seven years they've been telling us they're going to be sent on a permit and then they give us two years and it's not an easy thing to do because now we know what the discharge um, limits are now we got to you know design something or change treatment to meet that and if we have to construct something it's not easy to get everything done we got the next year to basically figure out what we're going to do to meet it but then we got only got another year to construct everything well that's not not. E- it sounds like a long time but it isn't in the construction world I mean there's a lot of design and, and things like that going out to bid and all that to uh, to meet that so um, so we'll be working with our consultants to uh, get those things figured out in the next uh, couple months and hopefully have a plan together by the end of this year and work on the design by that time. So um, we have some other, I mean, I've talked about the, the regional treatment plants, you know, 20 something years old. Um, the full plant actually just hit 20 years. We'll hit 20 years this fall. Um, so the regional plants a few years older. Um, and it's just, it's getting old. I mean, we've, we've kept it up as well as possible, but you know, some things with the filters and clarifiers, they just wear things wear out. So we're looking at some improvements here, which were in the capital improvement plan. So. We're looking at you know is there anything that we could do as part of that treatment process to get away from the poly chloride I mean it just there's a lot of um, working parts to figure this out so um, and hopefully with our consultants we will be able to do that and figure out the cheapest way of doing it but also meeting all the, the discharge limits and um, providing the, the cleanest water possible so um, we did see our last quarterly sampling for PFAS Um, Up there it had been running two three four parts per trillion something like that I mean, it's pretty much in every water source in Massachusetts. I mean it falls in almost every raindrop from the sky Um, It's throughout the world, but um, we did see it increase up to about six parts per trillion Um, Still well below the DEP limits of 20 and the EPA limits are 70 But EPA is looking at reducing it down to four so we were borderline before but we may be over so we've got to figure that into Whatever we do for treatment, too, if we have to start treating for that, if EPA's limits are reduced to that amount, so just like I said, there's an awful lot of work in parts um, just to, to figure this out and try to, uh, like I said, meet the discharge limits, make treat the water as best as possible, and you know integrate it to any you know improvements we do at the facility
2: at the same time. So,
1: you know, they really can't be looked at separately.
2: Question. Um, thanks. Our PFAS levels, you said, are at about six?
1: Six parts per trillion, yes. Um,
2: and you said 20 is Masty, acceptable. Masty, so we well below it. Yes. Just out of curiosity, how do we compare to other communities? I mean, it, it must have it, done some.
1: Yeah, I'd say we're at the low end, good. Um, you know um i'm sure there's some that don't have any but there's some that have large high quantities yeah. um there's just a, a whole a whole range of them so but i say i'd say we're probably in the lower 30 percent you know but there's ones that have less than us too you know so yeah. but there's other ones that are already over the 20 parts and there's other ones that are even higher so they've had to institute treatment it's not an easy thing to do um Oh, I forgot the city or town that just did it. They instituted um, just got finished treatment, fifteen million dollar addition to their treatment plant, just to treat for PFAS, and it's not you know it's it's working, but it's hard to to achieve the the levels that they want, basically zero. Um, and there's a lot of additional maintenance to it too. You know, whether you use um, activated carbon or some type of resin bed, I mean, those things need to, they, they, they don't have a they have a lifespan and then they need to replace and then those things need to be conditioned so that they treat again you know um, so there's a lot to it so
2: what filter medium removes it
1: activated carbon will, you know but it does have breakthrough they're using that in like all the systems up in Westminster that are on the wells in that contaminated area so and it seems to be effective on a small scale on a larger scale it's effective as well but then you you know that activated carbon gets spent you have to take that away as hazardous ways you have to bring new activated carbon into that bed you're still going to be, be treating water you can't just like shut down the plant and then for days you know not make water so you are going to have a couple of different beds that are alternate you know ways of, of treating the water um, and then it's got to be conditioned once that new activated carbon's put back in the beds got to be conditioned and you know so it actually you know achieves the uh, treatment that's needed so um, you know we don't have anything like that where we have to replace filter media right now I mean it just it, we have to do it every 10 12 years which we're at now because we've already done it once um, so that would create a whole new level of maintenance and cost um, because of that so and we don't know I mean the, the source who knows I mean six parts per trillion is just a, a small amount I mean they see that in stream. you know pristine streams out in Western Mass I mean where it come it came from or how it's there you know I mean we can you know, and none of our watershed is anywhere near that area in, in Westminster. Just so I want to make that you know clear; it has no effect on us. That's way beyond um, where our watershed is, so it's nothing from there that would do it. So, um, unfortunately, we do have you know a lot of our watershed is served by septic systems and not public sewer. So even individual houses, you know, with their septic systems, can be a source of PFAS in the water because the clothing you wear, you know, whether it's flame retardant treatment. Um, you know stain resistant um, treatment or Gore-Tex they all have PFAS in and so people wash you know do their washing and PFAS goes through there well a private septic system doesn't treat for that and I don't think even wastewater plant really treats for it, it kind of goes through you know so um, so just a little bit over you know a hundred years from all these septic systems that are in the watershed you know they, they do achieve a treatment of terms of bacteria and things like that which is good for you know for most things but when it comes to these these new chemicals it just and they, do, they don't degrade they just stay there forever you know so the only way to do it is to, to get rid of them is to capture them, prevent them from going in and then destroy them through incineration or something like that you know which of course you can't do in the water you know so thanks yeah it's it's complicated I mean it's it's worrisome to me that you know what we're gonna have to do to try to, to deal with it and stuff and I had hope we'd stay below you know that the two three parts per trillion where we were but you know like I said we came up and I don't know if it's from all the rain last year um, we didn't have to pump as much from our reservoir we're gonna look at some more things there um, you know whether the other reservoir doesn't have as much and it's diluting it I mean it would, you know or just all the rain you know I mean it's fu- it's found in the Arctic Antarctic and ice I mean it's found all over the world so um, who knows yeah, so that's something we got to figure out. You know, at the same time we're figuring out how to you know make improvements at the the treatment plan. We know we needed to do the filters and clarifiers over, um, which we have programmed into our capital improvement plan. But we also got to figure out you know our discharge too. So um, and figure out what we'll do as far as PFAS treatment if we have to do that. You know, it's another thing that was thrown you know thrown in in the last couple of years. So. And it's a big unknown for a lot of places because we're you know if we were extremely high we would we'd be forced to do it right now, but we're not. some places are. so um, the fortune aspect is that and hopefully there's a learning curve that we we, we uh, gain benefit from from what works in other communities and um, doesn't work. so mm-hmm. Any other questions on that or Thank you um, So we're using ARPA money to do the Boulder water main and the main street water mains um the boulder drive water main project is all designed it's actually out to bid Um, we have a pre-bid conference next week pre-construction conference pre-bid conference um, and then, two weeks later, we have the uh, bid opening for that. Um, so that'll be basically the first phase, so there 'll be a new water made Boulder drive, and all the side streets that go over to Main Street will be done as part of that project and that 's going to facilitate doing the main Street project afterwards. The main Street project is that side of it is being designed now, and we anticipate going out to bid um, you know late spring early summer for that. Um, probably not much will be done this year, but most of it will be done the following year, and that 's the, the biggest part of it. Um, we had looked at trying to do it together, but it's such a huge project, and what really needs to be done, and you really can't do them both at the same time because we're going to be disruptive, disruptive to traffic, and that. We want to get Bull the Drive and everything done over to Main Street on all the side streets, um, and that will allow us to do, you know, to basically stage or um, make Main do Main Street in steps by having those new connections, you know, rather than a four-inch line going through whatever street down here we'll have a new eight inch and new hydrants and everything to connect up temporary water so um and it will take you know easily this whole construction season to do the uh, boulder drive project so so hopefully we get some pretty good bids on that and like i said we'll be going out to uh give us an idea what the costs are in today's uh environment um then we'll be going out to do with uh, the main street project and we're trying to address Any issue you can imagine on Main Street, um, you know, whether it's fire protection to buildings, we're sending out. um, We sent out uh, surveys to building owners. We're going into the buildings, and you know, if somebody that doesn't have a fire protection um, line that may need one, that we're asking them to tell us, you know, what their plans are. So um, we're trying to cover all bases as far as that's concerned because we want to make sure that when. The water mains done on main street the water is done not just the water main but everything going out to the thing we'll renew all the services get everything out of there so when the main, main street ever does get completely done we will you know hopefully not have any impacts and um that infrastructure will be all set so um so yeah that'll be the the project for this coming uh, construction scene is Boulder drive so um it's just the amount of old piping down there i mean that's the original part of the city you know some of the things down there the slaughterhouses were down there just the pipes that they just ran everywhere is it's just the stuff that we find sometimes where we just scratch our heads like where did this go to there was something there at some point so um it's definitely a puzzle but i think we've got a a good handle on it but i'm sure we're going to find plenty that's like "Well, well what's this for you know you can't imagine how many old how much old piping is down especially the the lower end of boulder drive that's just it's not usable or it's shut off and it's just there connected someplace and you know, just going through with a new main will we'll be able to, you know, disconnect that, connect the buildings that are there and, you know, some of it, you know, will be abandoned of course, but um, so it should be a a good project to to get done. So and once done it should be good done for a hundred plus years, I hope. So um that would involve any properties down there too if i mean not just the building but if somebody has a property down there they want to connect something into it's like we want to make sure that they you know that's addressed at the same time so um like i said we're trying to make sure that this is a a whole project an absolutely whole project um you know we don't miss any uh pieces of it so all right so hopefully at the next uh next meeting might have the bid you might have the uh prices then
3: yeah, I think the bid yeah. opening is is next month in February, yeah. so yeah. Should, yeah. we should, should have, have prior the to then in for then. So that'll be good. And the
1: last item I have on my uh, list is a four point four million dollar loan for a project. Now this was uh, included in the rate study, um, all programmed into there um, for this fiscal year twenty four that we would borrow the money um, this fiscal year and go out to bid for this project. The design is complete. Um, and basically, it's ready to, to go out to bid, which we anticipate doing, you know, sometime in February. Um, spent a lot of time on the, the plans for this. Um, we want to make sure that these things were also done properly. You know, it's easier to get it done now than you know afterwards. Well, we should have done this. But um, so, meeting house gatehouse is the gatehouse at meeting house reservoir, which is the terminal, the last reservoir before the regional plant that gatehouse is a hundred and thirty hundred forty years old it has traveling screens in there and they've been replaced a couple times but it's at a point now um, where we can't just replace those traveling screens there's a channel that comes into the gatehouse we need to basically isolate that channel bypass pump that gatehouse because we've got to still have water to the city and then repair that channel um, reinforce everything there in addition to doing the gatehouse but everything from the Bottom of the reservoir, brought of that channel up needs to be redone. Um, so it's a pretty big project, and it's costly because we have to pump water from that reservoir to there's a place to pump into the main because they've done it before into the transmission main. But we've got to pump during the whole duration of this project as everything's you know sandbagged and you know um, dry you know pumped out so they can actually work on all this stuff. So um, it's on DEP's list, um, part of our. Um, our uh, consent order, um, so it's something that you know they're telling us we need to do, it, but we also need to be, have done. We actually just had another issue there this past weekend, just with cold air getting in there. We had a power outage up there, um, you know, we couldn't maintain heat in the building during this. Um, and then we thought something had froze up, but come to find out, we actually had a power surge into there that damaged a pump that pumps water in the traveling screen. So we are addressing that, but. The new um, gatehouse is going to have a generator that runs off propane, um, because we just have power outages up in Westminster. There, pretty much any significant storm, there's a power outage up there. So, and it just gets to be too much of a battle. We have a portable generator we bring up there, but it just it doesn't suffice. It just doesn't kick over. We need something that automatically kicks over, um, especially when you have those snow squalls we had the other night, and that wind just blew, you know, over there and um, you know, just really cool down that building without sufficient heat in it. So um, so we're addressing all of that. Um, you know, making sure that 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 you know, cannot happen again. So um, it will reduce maintenance quite a bit, too, because we had to have guys stay overnight two nights up there. You know, kind of like the old days when they used to, like, keep fires going in them. You know, you get to realize all these gatehouses, every reservoir, those people running those things. You had fires going all day long. And so they had, like, hundreds of the people working for the water department. But, um, but yeah, so we had to have people stay overnight and, you know, make sure that everything stayed, you know, operating correctly with the traveling screen. So, but this project will will, you know, insulate the building better, repair the building, put a new roof on it. Do the channel over, brand new traveling screens, state of the art ones. Um, The ones we have now are probably 30, 30 years old, Um, and just basically reinforce everything and uh, have that standby generator. In addition to that, we also have Mare Meadow Reservoir, which is uh, toward uh, Hubbardston, down uh, that Cell Street, right. Um, that's our largest reservoir and actually our best reservoir there's a pump station there that has um, three pumps a 300 horsepower 100 horsepower and a 40 horsepower we never use the 300 because it just it takes too much electricity um, and it doesn't really pump that much more water because of the size of the line so we're basically using the 100 most of the time so um, but that facility is from the 50s and i mean if you go in there it is the 50s i mean it's been reliable we've kind of had a couple electrical issues that we've had to have repaired but it's time that that absolutely needs to be done um so that's part of this project too so to completely do that rebuilding put in new pumps with variable frequency drives you know, make sure that you know the building's properly insulated. Right now, which is brick without much insulation. Um, new roof, all of that. So um, to make sure that, that you know that facility um, is good for you know twenty years plus, um, we'll have more efficient pumps that run off variable we'll frequency dry So we should have some savings in electricity too, rather than just the on-off. So that'll help it a bit too. So not going to necessarily offset the whole project, but it will we're also designed the pumps. so um, right now that dumps out into meeting house reservoir and I would have I didn't want to go too far with the project I would have loved to bypass meeting house Re- reservoir with a pipeline so we could pump directly to the regional but it's just it's too big of a project however we're designing the pumps to, to supply the whole city and with a very frequent drive we don't have to run at that high of a, a flow rate um, but it would also have the ability if we ever did have a problem at meeting house so we could bypass it and extend that pipeline down so we want to make sure that everything's sized and um, designed so that that could happen one day you know um, you know if something happened I mean uh, right now we're, we're vulnerable at both res- reservoirs or an oil spill or something like that from a truck overturning so it's a, you know it's always in the back of our nine that something like that happened actually a couple of winters ago something an uh, oil truck went off the road by Mayor Meadow but luckily it didn't have any spillage it went off the road right into the woods right near by the reservoir so but nothing you know nothing uh, was discharged from the t- truck but so that's the project um the original price that we put into the uh capital improvement plan for all that and also includes a new roof at our bickford pump station um was 3.6 million um we added the generator at meeting house because of the power outages and some other things with the work with the channel so it's actually a bit higher um it's probably about four million um but we also added and an, uh just Another four hundred thousand, just in case something comes up, so we don't have to come back to borrow that amount. We'll only borrow exactly what we need for the project, and we've done that in the past. And afterwards, we were recent in the loan order. So, um, but of course, construction prices are up. Um, and like I said, we did add the generator and meeting house and a couple other things, um, just to make sure that you know we doing this work now. It's only going to cost more down the road, and make sure that that you know facility we don't have to worry about anymore. So. Um, so basically, I'm looking tonight. Um, I'd ask that the commission vote to approve it, and then we have to go to city council to get it approved. Of course, um, we'll make a presentation there, um, and then we'll, you know, I'll be working to go out to bid pretty soon with it. So,
0: So the motion we're looking for is to recommend to the city council to approve borrowing 4.4 4 million for this project. Yes, is that great. Well, do you want to make that motion? I'll we'll we'll make the motion. <clears throat> we will second, second on the motion? Any discussion?
3: I just yeah. want to add to that so we also um submitted the project to the state revolving fund um in an attempt to try to get an srf low interest loan with principal forgiveness and the way they fund those projects they've got a pot of money and they rank the projects from most attractive to least attractive based on a set of criteria that includes um you know socioeconomic factors and a few other things um so we ranked kind of middle of the pack and basically they, they authorize funding for those projects till they get through their pot of money and then everything else just gets cut off and doesn't receive funding. And this is the second year in a row we were just below that cutoff line so we're not eligible to receive that SRF funding. Um, so in order for us to move forward with this we have to borrow the money and we're, we're not eligible to borrow it through that SRF program unless we de- delay it another year, reapply to the program and then hope that we make the cut line um, but because it's kind of off in the, that part of town, um, towards Westminster, it's outside of the environmental justice area, and there's a few other things that make it a little bit less attractive. And it all depends on what projects up at the top of that ranking actually get funded. So um, last year, for example, Springfield had a, a major treatment project that took up $20 million or something I like that. I think it was even more like $100 million or something, Yeah, wh- million. whatever the number was, it sucked up a huge amount of that pot of funding um and the same thing happened this year i don't recall exactly which project it was but a couple of those ones right at the top were, were very large so unfortunately we can't take advantage of the srf loans like we are on the combined sewer separation projects um but we we did pursue that um to try to try to reduce costs as much as possible yeah i'm glad you brought that up because i meant i did mean to mention that but we you know we try to reduce the
1: cost as much as possible getting those srf funds would have you know minimized our bar, you know lessened our borrowing costs but you know we can't wait another year this needs to be done and it's just going to get more expensive too but we just we can't because of the just the age and because of the consent order and things like that so um, we really need to, to go ahead with it now and not and, and what we're seeing at least that I saw in the list that it was approval is all PFAS related treatments you know communities that have, have high levels of PFAS you know have designs for treatment improvements and they're getting funded and that's eating up an awful lot it's changed the whole picture as far as SRF drinking water funds because that was not you know we would have been funded if it wasn't for this PFAS thing that's come up um, that's a lot of the treatment I, I bet you, 80% of the projects above us were treatment related to PFAS you know and I actually talked to DEP about it and they said that you know they can't you know there's communities with high levels of PFAS and they need to make sure that those projects are funded and get done in order to protect you know the 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 people there so and I asked about you know the future if we did they said they probably because it is so many coming up with PFAS um, treatment that it probably it's a likelihood it wouldn't get funded afterwards uh, next year either so but like i said we we did apply i want people to know that we did our very best you know this isn't the first time it's the second time that we were out of that um you know below the level and we just barely missed it too There's like there's the line they actually literally have a line above and below and we're two or three projects below this year and as well as last year but like i said with the consent order and also our desire to uh just get this thing done um so we don't have an issue that you know we don't have water at the regional plan which would be very costly, um, you know. Something the wall falls in, in the traveling screens and blocks them. I mean, we're, you know, SOL. So um, we really need to get it done. So,
3: and that is on the the administrative consent order from DEP, which we've extended out. Yeah. At this point, probably a couple of years already yeah. to try to get. And
1: they've been pretty good about it, knowing that we were trying to get funding and we've been working
3: on the design, but it just,
1: you know, just can't can't go any further.
0: Right. Further discussion. Your no question? Yeah, thank you.
2: Um, the 4.4, was that in a budget we've already approved?
1: Um, it's in the, yeah, I mean, as far as not our annual budget, but it's, it was programmed in to the uh, rate study and what our rates would cover as far
2: as borrowing. Okay, so, Yeah. so it's not in? Our last budget approval process it's going to be it's it's in road. it
1: per se because the loan payments are covered you know we'll have another rate increase uh july 1st or june 1st so you know as we you know incur these loans this won't even hit our loan payments won't even hit till a year and a half from now probably um so the revenue that we get will cover the loan payments on this 4.4
2: million so what about i know I re- if i recall in our last Budget process, we were we typically had what one or two million in a rainy day fund, but that seemed to be continuing to dwindle.
1: Yeah, it should be going up, and we actually um, we did pretty well at the end of this last fiscal year. I haven't got the uh, the what do you call it free cat, not our. What do they call oh,
3: them? the uh, free cash certification, retained earnings. retained earnings. Yeah, we
1: actually put a, back, a lot back into it, so um, we probably got about a million dollars in there. I would say, or pretty close to that. So, um, but yes, it was going down, and they wanted to see us get it up a bit. You know, which we should have some rainy day.
2: You know, definitely. In the think yep. everybody would agree so with we're not that,
1: right we're not touching that it's going to slowly go up. but if it gets to a point where it's like hey we got plenty in there we can use this to you know do a project instead of borrowing but
2: um, or not have a rate increase
1: yeah or that too you know which mark mark used you know to reduce the uh, rate increase on wastewater they mm-hmm. you know they uh tapped in some of their funds that had built up in there so you know okay But, but yeah but this is We'll we'll have loan payments on this. It won't hit probably till or um, in FY 24, 25. FY 26 will probably be when it starts. So and by that time, you know, with the rates and other loans that are, um, the next meeting I'll bring together our loan, um, all our loans and stuff, and I have those for you to show you where we're at. So, um, but yeah, that was all figured into um, the rates. So,
0: thank you. Any other questions? the discussion? If not, I'll take a vote. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you. That and you have, that's John? all I have. Okay, thank you, John. Mark, what do you have?
4: Wastewater water division, the other end of the city's water supply system. <laughs> um, a few bullet points. The first one is, was an SSO event we had at Birch Brook on October 30th. This is our first meeting since then, that's why I'm reporting it here, and it was a a significant event that did cost um, a little bit of money. On October 30th, the sewer system manager responded to a call from a resident regarding an odor issue at 148 Haywood Street. Um, The odor source was determined to be coming from the brook behind his house, which was noticeably discolored and gray. So they followed the brook upstream, and an SSO source was just discovered to be a raised manhole with about a one-foot hole in its chimney. Um, It was releasing about a thousand gallons a minute of sewage estimated to be, that was estimated to be surcharging into the brook. Um, We contacted the DP, the EPA, uh, Fitchburg and Lemmister's health departments and they were all notified. Then the sewer collection crew attempted to locate the blockage and so we tried to run a camera as far as we could Um, but due to the access issues because we had to go through some properties um, and the potential necessity of 1,400 feet of um, bypass pumping we had to call in an outside contractor so Blue Diamond came to our assistance and they helped us resolve this issue Um, the DEP required us to conduct daily water testings of the Brook at four locations um, one upstream and three of them downstream and once the temporary access road was built, you know, we, we had to obtain emergency access through someone's property and that was obtained at 200 Haywood Street. And once the temporary access well was built, the sewer was bypassed by Blue Diamond and then the collection crew was able to jet and clear the blockage and allow for flow. <clears throat> we then called in National Water Main to try to locate what caused the blockage. And so uh, 13 and a half feet downstream of the manhole, a rock was found protruding from the top portion of a pipe, and that's what initially caused it. Um, Blue Diamond set up a pump to bypass the sewer, and they separately to bypass the brook to go around the sewer repair, and then the repairs were completed by November 7th of 2023. Um, The Conservation Commission conducted a site assessment on December 12th, and the total cost for this project was about $240,000. And then they're going to reassess it in the springtime, the site, to make sure that their, the site um, repairs, held through the winter months.
2: How do rocks typically
4: get in? Just wear and tear. It could have been an old pipe. Water system. Yeah. Um, I don't think they determined how it came through. I don't, that's yeah, the same area where we had that big flood in July. So it could have been from the excessive flow going through that area. It could have just... You know, cause undue pressure in that area.
3: Yeah. chances are that when the pipe was installed, the rock was backfilled on top of the pipe, but didn't quite break it, and then over time the pipe slowly cracked around the rock, and the rock fell down through mm.
4: Interesting. Any, more, any other questions like on this story? <laughs> <More> questions <laughs> My next item is Nepty's permit. Like John, we've been waiting for our NEPTIS permit. We've been operating under our permit from 2010. Um, It was a five-year permit. It expired in 2015. It's when we reapplied, and we just got our draft permit back in December, on December 15th. Um, And we have until January 28th to have public comments on it. We have one of our engineering firms, Western and Sampson. They're evaluating the permit and coming up with responses to it Uh, some of the changes that we have noted um, the town of Westminster has been added as a co-committee for our wastewater sewer system Uh, one of the big items is a lowering of our phosphorus limit right now we have a consent decree limit of 0.5 milligrams per liter they want to lower it down to 0.16 that's a concern of us if we had to go that low we're talking about further on construction at the treatment plant, building a p- possible tertiary treatment. So this is an item that we're looking at to see if we can delay until after all the CSO projects are done. We'd rather spend the money separating the sewer system, you know, and prevent the water coming down to the treatment plant than try to spend money now. We don't even know what the flows are gonna be like, you know, when this project when all these projects are done. Is Hopefully there a they state come state level what's that? Is there a state minimum or acceptable? It depends level or on if the treatment plant has its own specific limit based on what they're discharging into. Ours is very similar to Lemonsters because they're very close to us. Yep. But if you had a smaller stream, you know, a lot smaller than the Nashville River, then our limits would be more strict. So, um, ones that discharge right into the Merrimack are higher. Um, Deer Island, I don't even think has one, because they discharge right into the ocean. So there's no limit for phosphorus. That's that big concern. Um, they add more testing, ammonia, nitrogen, nitrates, fluorine, and, I guess, and um, of course they're going to throw PFAS at us. So we have to start monitoring for PFAS. And it's going to be including our influent, the contributing stream that we, we dump into, and it's also going to include any SIUs, any significant industrial uses that we have, like the landfill, um, any paper mills that are still discharging into us, and they're expanding PFAS into car washes, airports, and any other known expected sources. So any of these areas that discharge into our sewer system, we now have to put in our IPP program. This may be very costly because these PFAS tests are not cheap and there's quite a bit of testing for each site. Um, So we're trying to find out how we're going to pay for this when the time comes for us to actually conduct it. Um, How frequently are they going to ask you to do that? Quarterly. Quarterly.
3: Yep. Mark, I just wanted to point out, so the airport is going to require testing for their wastewater discharge?
4: It depends on... What portion of the airport goes to the treatment plant? If it's just the administration building, possibly not. But if it had any type of, like, the hangars, anywhere, they concern concerned with airports is the firefighting, foam mm-hmm. and anything else that they use to fight fires. That's how airports got on the list. Okay. Same thing with um, car washes It's the waxes they use. All that wax most likely has, it's loaded with PFAS. Okay. So it's all going to come down to us. They clean so well nowadays, though. <laughs> yeah, it does a good job. Um, one thing we're looking at is do we pass on the costs of the tests onto the industrial users, or do we absorb it within our budget? That's something we're going to study, look at, and present to the commission in the future about the best way we need to handle this. Also, we need to develop adaptation plans for the sewer system and the treatment facility that relate to climate change issues. So it's quite entailed. So that's that's our NEPTIS permit. Most other stuff has remained the same, but those are the highlighted big items that are going to affect us. Once the um, public comment period is over, we don't know when they're going to actually issue the final draft. It could take time. Um, I think Lemister's was, their draft was back in June or May, and I don't think they received their permanent one yet. So, something we're going to have to possibly handle next fiscal year. So we're looking at that when we do our budget. We are being crushed under
1: regulations. (laughs) It's just, everything you turn around, it's it's something else or something else they're looking at. Yeah,
4: PFAS is developing into a major headache for us you know when it comes to sludge it, it's some communities are limiting where you can bring your sludge you know because if it's pfas contaminated a lot of people don't want it so it could branch into something we'll see any questions on the nepties
0: when you say the public a public hearing wh- where is that when when is
4: well they they posted it in the uh, federal register Yeah, the federal regulators, because I've had a lot of contacts from engineering firms looking to see if I need their assistance. So it's out there. Um, I don't know if there's actually been any public comments or not. They don't tell you. But it gives us till February 28th to make our public comments and our challenges to to the issues. So we're hoping that they continue the consent decree limit. But when we inquired about that, they, their words were, it's not unusual to revisit the consent decree when a new permit is issued, meaning they could add or subtract things. So they could remove a lot of the stuff we already had accomplished, which would be nice, but they could change things also. <laughs> we don't know.
3: And just to clarify, I, I think there's, so it's open for public comment. I don't think there's a, there's a specific hearing for that that matter. Um, on its own but um, I, I believe the public comment is, is through DEP's website yep. um, not a hundred percent sure in that though
4: yeah
1: they had a public comment period for our permit too and because it wasn't just Fitchburg it was a we were thrown in with a bunch of other water treatment plants um, they have the same discharge so but didn't our comments didn't Help at all, but hope well, maybe yours may have better. I hope so, better luck. But here's a bit different situation, but we were in the same thing because of our receiving waters, you know, some with the marks. We we had very strict standards, um, stricter than most other plants. We're at the lowest level, so sounds like you are too.
4: Yeah, we have good relationships with um, the EPA and the DEP right now, um, because of the work that they've seen us do with the consent decree. And all the benefits that and the proactive stuff that we've done, they're very happy with what we're doing. If they can see a way of helping us, I, I hope they do that. You know, by putting the lower limit for phosphorus to the end of our consent decree, help us focus on the CSOs instead, that would be the best for us. If we have to do tertiary, that number was factored in our sewer rate study, so we're prepared for it in case. We just don't want to do it at this time. (laughs) Any more questions on it? Um, Just a brief update on CSO 10. CSO 10 was ongoing and on schedule. Uh, Polito has ceased winter operations. They did that on December 14th or 15th. And they're going to resume when the weather improves this spring. And the final completion for this project is due in December of this year. My next item is staffing. Um, Good news. I mean, I know I hate coming in here all the time complaining about nobody applying for jobs. (laughs) Well, we seem to have some candidates. So we had two positions, a GIS engineer who we've interviewed, and he is going through his physical process right now and we also had a senior wastewater treatment plant operator apply which was very good news because they're very rare right now Um, he was interviewed last week we made recommendations we're waiting for HR to do their job and what they do and we're hoping to see benefit from that shortly so that would help greatly with the overtime that we have down in the wastewater treatment plant Um, Leading into that is I have a short video. It's a nine-minute video. that It's by a group called the Excel Education Conservation Corps. It's a very good video. It describes what one company is doing to train the future environmental workers, water and wastewater. They're located in Boston. They come out to our treatment plant quite regularly for training. They take a tour of the plant. So in this video, you'll actually see our plant. The city of Fitchburg's plant being utilized it's a very positive uplifting video I thought it would be very beneficial for us to see and it shows us what's going on out there and how some communities are making proactive steps to help find the next generation of wastewater operators
5: Have you ever heard about the wastewater operator? I said, no, I don't have no idea what the wastewater operator does. My dad literally to me one day. A piece of people was like, son this, and I was skating it, and he was like, fill it out, and I filled it out in the right. <laughs> this is a feel I never even thought I think
6: most of us don't. Water goes down the drain at, at home, and we don't think about where that water goes or how
5: it gets clean. A lot of
4: people look at
5: dirty jobs, and what they see is like, well, it's it's disgusting. And what I see is that it's probably a really good job security.
6: The conservation corps—they know from week one, this is the career we're aiming at, and this is how you're getting there. Mm -hmm.
7: For more than twenty years, Austin-based nonprofit Excel education has been helping adult students get their high school degrees. Recently, Excel has added a new course. So basically this is where it all begins. Comes in underground, and I think where we're standing into this building here. It's an intense education program that gets members employed in the wastewater industry the EXCEL Conservation
5: Corps.
6: Today, many young adults are stuck. They're in their 20s and 30s, and they're not going anywhere with their life economically.
5: That's scary. We have one guy, 18, I just graduated high school. We have a mother who was working at the Dollar Tree as a cashier. And then, right, we have people who are living in sober house, right? They know that they don't want to get a second job at Duncan's, right? Because they're tired of working at Panera. They're coming to us and they're saying, if I do this, if I do 10 weeks with you, all right, and then I do an internship here, am I going to get
7: this job? Excel sees wastewater as a path forward for their members and an opportunity for a career.
6: To become a wastewater operator in Massachusetts, you do need a wastewater license, but you don't need a college degree. The pay started at $20 an hour and up with lots of opportunities for moving up the ladder. And there are very few people of color and almost no women. And so that also was something we were looking at is can we can we get into a field where we can help diversify the workforce and bring some equity? Break
5: everything
7: up. And so Excel provides the specific training their members need to get certified.
6: Up and landfill. Municipal collection system or a sanitary are the ones that take the wastewater. Like I said, from your house, the dirty water from your house to the wastewater plant. The wastewater classes are not super easy. It's like taking a college class. You have to put a lot of time into studying material. Now the opposite of that. There's a number of steps that dirty wastewater from all of our houses. Goes through at a wastewater treatment plant to get clean enough that it can be then discharged into a natural body of water like a river or the ocean. But it's not always clean.
5: We have here again something called a dilution rate, is a formula to calculate how much water we should be expected to come into the so You know what sludge is supposed to look like. You know what pumps are supposed to sound like. Tell need that the formula is also totally applied over that um, area square so he... feet. So, your notebooks, know, write your papers, and after the class lesson, we always have a weekly test to make sure that whatever we learn in class, that week or the week before, we still got it, that we was paying attention. We require not to just pass class with a passing grade, which is like 70, you, at most places, we require them to have an eight, and so it's not just, okay, I can get past it, it's that I know it, and I know how to troubleshoot. GSI system out in the world, filtering out stormwater, and then you guys have kind of your own built systems that is treating the other part of our um, like wastewater issues.
6: Would be affected by heat. So from the very beginning, green infrastructure has been a really big piece of what we train with climate change. Green infrastructure is more important than ever. Our activity called watershed and
5: and it basically just shows us how pollution can enter the river or the ocean and how pervious surfaces can help
7: manage some of that issue. Climate change is bringing more intense storms and increased rainfall, which can overwhelm our sewer systems and flood our neighborhoods. Often the best way to handle this is to incorporate rain gardens, trees, wetlands, and new drainage techniques into the landscape.
6: This is Green Infrastructure. And we have no background in these fields, so we partnered with local environmental groups that focus
5: on these areas. Our goal today is to teach you guys a little bit more about green for Water Infrastructure and uh, show you how we maintain them.
4: We have these work projects like every Thursday, where we go out and get, like you know, really hands-on,
5: the day we were doing green infrastructure, they showed us hot, blue trees, they showed us different plant life that was supposed to be there to, to help the, the rain garden, and they showed us how we removed what wasn't supposed to be there.
6: that much time outside of Boston or urban areas have never thought about water quality or how to assess that water quality, and this is really an eye-opening experience for them.
5: When they're there, they don't want to get dirty, so they don't want to get wet, right? This last birth project, see this one guy, he was a little skittish, right? He was like, oh, he had that jumping, that everything, you know what I mean? We need them to be able to be somebody that, no matter what the job calls for, they're professional and they're ready to do the job. You see this one? As wastewater operators, green infrastructure is like our best friend because the better the green infrastructure people are able to do their jobs, the less influence that we have to deal with.
6: All right, who has done any sort of water quality training before? We need down the road. There will be more jobs created that involve installation or maintenance of green infrastructure that could be tied to a wastewater operator job. I think you should leave it in there, Yeah. By us giving this exposure and training to our our core members, they'll be in a position that, down the road, they can move into a position like that and give more responsibility. of the 10 weeks
7: excel members take the state licensing test to become wastewater operators
5: i am super duper excited like every moment where i'm not at work i am been studying And my mind i'm just like i just hope i don't miss this formula like, <laughs> like i have a whole bunch of formulas that i'm redoing in my head like like remember this remember that okay All right. good luck thank you see individuals who, when they first came in, they didn't believe that this was something that they could attain, right? And then by the end of it, they not only obtained their level 3 license, but obtained their level 5.
6: We're now at the point where we have employers literally calling us once a month with job openings that they're having trouble filling and asking us if we have any graduates with a wastewater license ready to work.
5: Yeah,
4: yeah. I'm tired. No <laughs> so that's that's a good program that um, one organization has decided to take the ball and help train future operators I mean was when I heard about them and they came down the treatment plant you know I wish I had that attitude with most of my guys down there it's a positive group of people who are just looking to make you know be good wastewater operators so it was a good thing to have um, I'm promoting as much as I can uh, it's on the city's wastewater website also this this video so we're hoping something like that around here could be developed you know, it would be very helpful. Is that something like Tech or something like that?
0: um
4: I think the closest tech school that does something similar would be uh, Minuteman Tech. Um, I do believe they have a similar, it's part of the student course, and I think they take OSHA. They, re- they receive a wastewater license and a wastewater wa- uh, license and a wastewater license upon graduation. So there are some schools that are doing it. I don't think Tech. it would be nice if Monitech did it. Um, but it's where we are right now. Thanks for showing us that. yep. Good. And that's all I have.
0: Is there any other business? Approve the minutes from last month. Oh, sorry, thank you. Um, the minutes were sent out, we forgot to approve them. Um, does anybody have any uh, changes or additions to the minutes? If not, I'll accept the motion to approve. Make that motion. Second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. The mo- motion carries.
1: And we do have one opening on the commission, and if anybody out there is interested.
0: Yes, that would be nice to fill a quota. Yeah. Okay, that concludes the agenda for the meeting. Uh, the next meeting will be Wednesday, February twenty-fourth, uh, 21st, um, here at 5 o'clock. And if not, if there's no other business, I'll accept a motion to adjourn. A motion to adjourn. Second. We are adjourned. Thank you.